This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. Martha, today we're going to be having a conversation about intentionality, living out our mission in our workplace. We want people to connect with us and to join us in the I Work For Him nation. Why don't you tell people how they can do that? I will, Jim. So if the best thing for people to do is go to IWorkForHim.com, which is our website, and there a flag will pop up, and it will give you um, the information to say, here, click here if I, I want to join. Go there, and you can read through um, what it really means to join the I Work For Him Nation. And after you've read that, if you decide that that's something you want to do, just um, put in your information. It lets us know that you've joined and gives you the opportunity then to um, just make that commitment to the Lord that you want to be more intentional in what you're doing in your workplace. And it will walk you through that. So um, go to IWorkForHim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. But I want to share something else. Fine, I want Martha, to tell you. Go ahead. So a week or so ago, we had um, someone on the show that they were giving away some copies of their book. And th- we always tell our listeners when that opportunity arises to call our listener line and leave a voicemail with their information. Well, one of our um, listeners, I needed to get a mailing address. I hadn't gotten that on the voicemail. So followed up with her. And I have to tell you. What a blessing our listeners are. Um, She answered the phone and we chatted. She was quoting scripture to me and just encouraging me about listening to the show and when the Lord prompts her to listen and she's always blessed by it. And she's 80 years old in a couple of days. And I just wanted to give a shout out to our listener, Darnell, and thank her for listening and for her encouragement and her for her covering this ministry in prayer. Because Jim, without people like that, it'd be hard to do what we do every day. Do you remember what city Darnell was from? She's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Our Jacksonville listeners are outpacing our Tampa Bay listeners for interaction. We'd love to hear from all of you to let us know you're listening and maybe some ideas. Maybe you got some people you'd like to nominate to be interviewed on the air about their story of how they're living out their faith and their work. Hey, a shout out to all of our stations, all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville, the First Coast, and all over Hampton Roads, Virginia. We're grateful for all of you. You know, so many of us have wanted to or have already gone on a short-term mission trip. In order to go to some developing country, there's so many things to prepare. You have team meetings. You have high. You have to have a high level of intentionality that you're living as you prepare for a three or five or a 14-day trip. You fly or drive to a faraway place and you interact with people you've never met. And when you leave, most of us will never know if we'll see them again until heaven. What if we live with that level of intentionality with our own workplace mission field? Every day we head into our mission field, our workplace, how do you prepare? How do you maintain that high level of intentionality in your workplace mission field that you would on a short-term mission trip? Where is the comparison wrong? Should we prepare for our workplace mission field like one would prepare for moving to a foreign country as a missionary? Either way, the intentionality is serious and the results are and the results are a result of preparation. Introducing Mike Henry and the ministry of Follower of One. Today we're going to talk about their marketplace mission trips and the and one that will be launching again on April 22nd. Mike Henry, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks very much. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Hey, we're excited, Mike, to hear more about marketplace mission trips and the ministry of followerofone.org. But as we do with every first-time guest, Mike, 
We always ask this question. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, um, I was, uh, I'd been out of college about seven years, and I was very frustrated in my career and frustrated in my personal life. And um, I really couldn't make my bosses behave. But I felt like, you know, my wife was constantly trying to get me to go to church and be more involved in church. My bosses were trying to get me to live my life and work differently. I couldn't change my bosses, but I might be able to change my wife. So I decided to go try out church for a few months and see what it was really like. Instead of just kind of visiting, I decided to get involved. And that fall, they had a workshop that came to town where um, a man ran a ministry and taught how you could take a pocket Bible and show someone how they could know for a fact they were going to heaven. And I said, well, you know, I need to, I need to understand that if I'm going to understand church. And so I went to that workshop, and that's the first time I learned about salvation being by grace alone through faith alone. And uh, mm. it changed my life. And so right there, everyone else thinking that I'm a Christian, sitting in a room with all these other church people, I realized that my life was pointed in the wrong direction, and I decided to start checking out what Jesus said in the Bible and doing what the Bible said. Oh. That was a Saturday afternoon. You'll, and it sounds like you'll never forget that. That was hugely imprinted yeah. on you. So was that share Jesus without fear? Is that what you were learning? Or No, it was, it was um, uh, Evantel, you can tell it, Larry Moyer out of Dallas, Texas. Okay, fabulous. So that might resonate with some people that maybe have gone mm -hmm. through that themselves. So, Mike, you have been um, following. Follower is going to be a lot of the word we're going to use today, Jim. We just talked mm -hmm. about Mike being a, a follower of Jesus. His organization is followerofone.org. And I was just thinking about the fact that you've been following I work for him on social media for quite a while, I believe. Um, and I think I just am curious, at what point in your life did you make a connection between your faith and your work, like we talk about on I Work For Him every day? Well, so so this Saturday, after, that Saturday afternoon that I became a believer mm -hmm. was followed by a great morning in church Sunday, and then this really bad pit in my stomach because I had to go back to work. Sunday afternoon, I started getting that pit in my stomach. I just wrote about it recently, the Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon blues, because I didn't want to go back to work. And so I started asking God. At first, I started asking God to get me out of there. And, um, and I also used to kind of complain to him because I felt like I was the only Christian in the place. And uh, one day, I realized God, I don't know if God was speaking to me in my spirit or what. I don't have real words for what happened, but I realized that I wasn't supposed to go anywhere, that God didn't save me to take me out of there. He saved me to leave me in there. And uh, about <laughs> that time, I also... Yeah, thanks. I'd also met our, our FedEx driver, was also a Christian, and he and I had started sharing prayer requests. And I realized that, you know, as I was also complaining about having another Christian in the workplace, it was like, Mike, I don't know what you're complaining about. We can make the FedEx guy show up anytime we want. <laughs> so, and so I just realized that I was supposed to be on mission. Wow. I like that, too. And you can manipulate the FedEx driver with the deliveries. I get that, too. That's good. And the UPS driver and DHL and all the rest of them. So, yeah. Mike, Mike Henry, tell us about followerofone.org. What is this ministry all about? Well, um, 
I want to connect all of us to seeing that we're not supposed that that we're not supposed to be we're not blindly following we're not passively going through actions. I had written a lot about leadership, and um, kind of something that used to be said a long time ago was a leader was someone who had followers. But follower has changed a lot over the years, like you were saying, Martha, that we follow blogs and we follow radio shows and we follow one another on social media. And, um, but I learned that I can be a leader and still there's this one person who insists that I follow him and my life works right when I do that and it lasts forever. And so I wanted to say how my following Christ affected everything that I did. It also helped me because the word Christian, I, for the 30 years before I became a believer, I thought I was a Christian. I was born in America, and I hadn't killed anybody, and I wasn't Jewish. <laughs> and so um, I like the idea of being a follower of Christ as opposed to being a Christian because it says specifically what it is I'm supposed to be doing, and that is uh, I punch in every morning and I say, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? Jesus, what do you want me to do? I get my assignment and go to work. Mm. Getting your assignment and going to work. So then wrap that back around then to follower of one. Un We're going to have to wait for that answer probably. <laughs> yeah. Jim's looking well, at me. We don't have time for that she's answer, already Martha. Asked a really cool question, <laughs> but there's not time. That's right. So everybody stay tuned. All right. Mike, we're talking today with Mike Henry from followerofone.org. Followerofone.org. The focus of today's conversation is marketplace mission trips. Well, we haven't really delved into that just yet, but... <laughs> What we want you to do is to go out to followerofone.org and then click on the Marketplace Missions Trip tab because there is a missions trip launching on April the 22nd. This is all about living with the level of intentionality as you would getting prepared for a short-term missions trip, but doing it with that level of intentionality when you launch out into your workplace each and every day. Mike Henry, let's let's talk about where did this idea of a marketplace mission trip where did that come from? Um, several years ago now, I was talking with a pastor, and one of the things that I commonly ask my pastors is, "How can I help?" and um, and he was trying to get people to go on a Mexico mission trip, or I forget what nation it was, and. Um, at the time, I was driving quite a distance. My daily commute was about 30 miles. And I was trying to also live my faith in my workplace and trying to do something with my faith at work. And so he said, we really need people to go on these mission trips because after they go on an overseas mission trip or foreign mission trip, they get more fired up about their faith. And I said, well, you know, I drive 30 miles a day to work. How is that not a mission trip? And... um he and I didn't really connect that day. I acknowledge that being intentional about living your faith gets you fired up, but also didn't recognize that you absolutely had to go overseas. But it was almost a decade later when I was talking with a friend and he goes, you know, you ought to do a virtual mission trip. And I went, that's a great idea. But it's not and even so virtual. I mean, well, but, I mean, it's not virtual, but it's, it's, it's a real missions trip. But it, you don't have to spend money to fly there. You're going there every day anyway. Exactly. Yes. So it's yeah. taking the so so you saw 
Well, and we've seen it firsthand, Jim. There is something amazing and transformational about leaving your environment and going somewhere else and really um, immersing yourself intentionally. But then you've kind of morphed that with, okay, what are we doing every day? And how can we get fired up about going there as a missions trip? So, so what did that turn into? You guys started having this conversation about a virtual missions trip. Exactly. And so uh, the structure of the mission trip, and we're trying to do several of these to try and tweak things and see how they get better for people. But um, what it is right now is it's two weeks worth of email, a week worth of preparation. There's a daily email devotional that I send out that encourages people to think about the five things that I believe we can all do every day in our work. And those five things are that we pray for people we appreciate people, we know what we believe, we think about what, what it is we believe, we serve others as God gives us opportunities, and if anyone asks, the fifth thing is that we speak for ourselves, that we talk about our faith in the first person, uh, that we're not, you're not trying to convert anybody necessarily, but we are trying to tell them why we're doing what we're doing. Well, and, and, we, and we went back and forth on an email a couple times, Mike, but really, you're talking about helping people develop a lifestyle of prayer, care, and share, which is yeah. right along with a national movement called Love 2020, and it also goes right along with what we talked about earlier on the show, the I Work for Am Nation Covenant. It's all the same things. Mm-hmm. Three different people, and I'm sure it's it's in hundreds of people's minds across the globe, but God de- had moved you to say those things, and exactly the same thing, Kathy Branzell and the Love 2020 movement, which has been going on for years, and me, as we were developing the I Work for Am Nation Covenant, these are the things that God showed me that made an impact in our workplaces. And and that prayer, care, share lifestyle really makes an impact. So you you brought along with us today on our virtual missions trip, on our show today, you invited mm-hmm. somebody that recently attended one of your marketplace missions trips. Why don't you introduce him? So this is Nick Hamilton. He's a works as an auditor with a company here in Tulsa area. Nick, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Nick, how did you hear about the Marketplace Missions Trips? Well, so Mike and I have known each other for several years. Uh, We attend church together, and we also um, were part of a men's group that meets on a weekly basis. And so we've I've been well aware of this idea and this ministry that Mike's so passionate about um, for several years now. And so we we discuss daily or weekly um, the marketplace mission trip, so that's that's basically how I heard about it. So you're saying you were a guinea pig for his first one? <laughs> <laughs> you can call it that if you want to call it that. <laughs> hey, I bet you a lot of people have gone on other kinds of missions trips where they were the guinea pigs too to say, yeah. let's see how what works and what doesn't work. So, so Nick, what was it about the marketplace mission? Well, let me ask you: Have you been on a short-term missions trip anywhere else? Or a long-term mission trip anywhere else? I have not been on a on a mission trip. Um, okay, outside right. of the country or, or I guess in the states. So, so what was it about the marketplace mission mission trip that attracted you as an auditor? Now, are you like a tax auditor, uh, an internal auditor for a bank? What well, what kind of auditing do you do? So, I'm an internal auditor for a an energy company. Uh, energy I'm company. a data analyst. Okay, so oh, I so kind of wear a couple of yeah. hats there, but. You look at numbers all day. You look at numbers all day. Okay. All right. So what was it that attracted you about this marketplace mission trip? What was it that you saw in your life that said, 
I want to do this. Well, and if you, I mean, if you've known Mike as long as I've known Mike, you know how passionate he is about this. So it's kind of infectious. But um, uh, you know, just the idea of of having something to keep my focus um, daily, because I don't know. You know, there, there are times when I I uh, walk into church on Sunday, and then unfortunately, sometimes I I lose my focus throughout the week. And so to have something like this in my workplace uh, that keeps me focused on people, keeps me focused on, you know, what God's, God's plan is for me um, in my workplace. And so um, that's one of the things that was this most exciting is just being able to stay, uh, as you said, intentional about, about how I walk in the place every day, who I interact with, uh, the conversations that I have with, with my coworkers and with the people that I interact with. So. So take us through the process a little bit. You decided to, go on this virtual marketplace missions trip. Um, tell us what you had to do to get prepared, just as though... Well, why don't you start with, the, how, what did you have to do to get signed up? Let's start from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, so you can you can jump on the uh, Follower One uh, website, and there's an option there to, to sign up for the mission trip. And when you do that, uh, you begin to receive emails um, really two weeks out, I say two weeks before the end of the mission trip, so a week out. Uh, just a, a daily, almost devotional, and various ideas that have been shared with others that have been on the mission trip before. You, um, a lot of Mike's thoughts and ideas about things that you can do to just kind of help you interact with people. And so you, you begin to receive those a week before, and then the week of are more, again, reminders and, and ideas and, and thoughts about um, how you walk into your workplace every day. And so, um, but yeah, so that's that helps in the preparation. Um, one of the one of the main things that that it helps me with is to walk before I even walk in the door, you know, somebody shared the idea of, of mentally praying, walking through your office mentally and praying for each one of your coworkers uh, to kind of prepare yourself and just prepare your attitude as you walk in the, walk in the door that day. And so that's one of the big things I think that I've really got out of it is um, just being ready, you know, ready for what God would have me do that day versus walking in to the fire of your daily work you know, tasks that you have and, and trying to juggle all that and sure. still keep your mind um, where Excellent. it needs to be. So Okay. So Mike Henry with followerof1.org, as people sign up, when they click on the Marketplace Missions missions Trip tab on your website, what kind of things are should they be prepared for as they sign up for this Marketplace Missions Trip? And of course, the one that launches on April the 22nd. Yeah. So uh, I think the the coolest things that happen are is that we learned a, we learned that God does have something for us to do every day. We start building our spiritual strength and we and we we become we start anticipating what he's going to do in the lives of the people around us. And we have no idea what that is, but he starts doing it because we're plugged in and we're paying attention to what he's doing. The miracles are probably always happening there. It's just that we're not aware of them because we didn't put ourselves in a position to be paying attention. Um, the emails each day are just designed to remind people to think about those five ideas and give people some practical suggestions of ways to do ways to do helps. For example, one day I suggest that you try and learn the names of family members of one of your coworkers or ask about an interest or a hobby that you're aware of that they have just to get to know people better, because when we appreciate them more, it's natural that we do things for them. So that's another hmm. way. So um, 
one of the things I'm just thinking there is that as people sign up, if they're trying to think like, how do I fit this into my life? About how much time should they expect for reading in their email and prepping for the day? It takes it takes about five minutes, five to ten minutes to read the email. They're about five hundred words. Okay. And um, so the the um, the second week, the last two emails are thinking about how you answer the question, "Why are you doing this?" Uh, because I believe that's what will happen if we if we really put ourselves, if we get outside of our standard job description and start serving people at work. People are just going to be confused, and so. When they ask us, why are we doing this? I try to help us prepare an answer uh, that coincides with my little bullet that says, speak for yourself. So you say in the first person, I'm doing this because, and you give them your own explanation. And hopefully that's an explanation that prompts them to question more. But, you know, that's God's job from that moment forward. We did our thing. So Hmm. day one on the mission trip, then we pick up with that and say, okay, now be praying for people, looking for opportunities to do things. And if God suggests that to you that you do something, you get some idea that God would have you do something, just do it and let's see what happens. And uh, start equipping people to see themselves as the answer to the problem instead of somebody who's just pointing at it. Mike, what kind of people are getting involved? I mean, how many, first of all, how many of these missions trips have you launched so far? So we've done two. The uh, the first one was a smaller group that was kind of a pilot. And then the February trip, there were 50 people on that mission trip. From how many different states? Um, And they were from six different states and from at least 14 different churches. Um, There were people from all over the place. We we even had some pastors on there. I think we had, um, I'm not too sure if we had a Catholic person on there or not, but we had um, a number of different people from different backgrounds. Our church promoted it as well, which Mm -hmm. got some of the people on there. And I visited a couple of other churches in the area, and there were some friends from other churches that were on it. And there were, I think, eight people I didn't know when it started. So I was excited about it. Excellent. So for our listeners, they are they they can join this because it's virtual. I mean, that's really the the key. There is no matter what their workplace is. So, what kinds of workplaces um, did people launch into with the this whole marketplace missions trip? Well, so there were there was a couple of engineers, a, a drafter, some IT people. I have two friends that are remote workers um, that you know they work at home. Uh, one's a software developer. And who's given me a little feedback on how to make sure that this is relevant for him. Uh, you know, fortunately, God's not limited by our circumstances, so we can pray for anybody. And uh, we had a registered nurse, um, a few other occupations I really didn't get. I, mm-hmm. I never asked their occupation. Sure. I just happened to know the people. Oh, Very good. cool. So let's talk about, you, you mentioned to me as we're preparing for the show, that there's six things that tend to happen on a marketplace mission trip. What are those six things? Well, so people begin to build spiritual strength. We realize that we don't have, there's nothing else between us and full-time ministry. We walk closer with Jesus um, because we're now, we're, we're taking every one of these interactions captive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we do that. And it, 
and it changes our mind. We start training our mind, like Nick was saying. We start conditioning our mind to see that when we go to the workplace, that we have a job to do that's not what we're being paid for necessarily. Um, we get to think about our faith because we, I don't know about your experience, but in my experience, a lot of people can't really articulate to someone who's not a Christ follower why they're a Christ follower. And I believe that's the question that people want to know. And it also, I think it helps us develop more flexibility because God's not conformed to our job situation. He, he will have opportunities for us that we had never considered. And then the final, the sixth thing that I really like is, is that we see God in big and small things in the workplace. So those six things, just repeat them again for everybody. You're going to build, as you go on a marketplace missions trip, courtesy of followerof1.org, you go out there, you click on that tab, get signed up for the next trip, which will be April 22nd through May the 3rd. But let's say you're listening to this podcast later, and that mm-hmm. doesn't. There's another one coming up. All you gotta do is go to followerone.org and find out when the next one's gonna be. But you're gonna you're gonna work on building spiritual strength. You're gonna learn how to walk closer with Jesus. You're really gonna go through that whole Romans twelve two mindset, Martha. We haven't quoted that show uh, that verse in a long time. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think about your work. That's just an added by Jim. But this is a transformer of our mind. We're going to be thinking more intentionally about our faith while developing flexibility with understanding how our faith connects to our work all along experiencing God in a new and fresh way. That's fantastic. So Nick, what was one of the biggest takeaways for you as an attendee of the virtual marketplace missions trip? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, we talked about the a lot of the emails that come out and the ideas that come out, and one of the ideas was as simple as bringing a box of donuts in in the morning. And by doing that, um, something that simple, there were conversations with people that I don't typically interact with that I had just because maybe they stopped by to say thank you or, or you know, we they caught me um, in the hallway. And so um, just... Some of the biggest things like that that came out of there were just the conversations that I had, an opportunity to talk to people and kind of give them, um, and just get a chance to talk with them a little bit more, like Mike mentioned earlier about their families or, you know, various things going on in their lives that maybe I wouldn't have an opportunity to do that otherwise. So, so Nick Hamilton, did you go on the, the Marketplace Missions trip in February or the one before that? I actually attended both of them. Okay. So you've got so, to yeah. do marketplace. Why wow, is a repeat attender? Okay, so <laughs> you got to have conversations with people, and you you and you brought drug inducing conversation tools, donuts, yeah. and sugar. A, you know, sugar. So you got them <laughs> into a drug in a, a sugar coma, and then you uh, got them in conversations. Talk about the impact on you with this. I mean, just talk about you, not your work, just on you, Nick Hamilton. How did this marketplace missions trip? For some reason, I had a hard time with that today. How did this impact you personally? Um, personally, it was very convicting because I've been in the corporate world for the last 18 years, I guess. And so, um, there've been times when I've been pretty intentional about my faith and my workplace, but there've been a lot of times that I haven't been. And so, uh, for me, it was just very convicting that this is not something that, that I should just be doing, you know, once every several months, uh, this is something that I need to be doing daily. And so the biggest thing that, again, that I took out of this, I think is just being, being able to prepare myself daily before I walk in the door um, for what God has me do, because I don't have any control over over any of that. He does. 
And that's exactly what I was going to ask when we were just saying that you've gone on it twice. Now, are you seeing your your workplace as your mission field every day? So you're always on mission? I do. Um, and I obviously have to be intentional about that as well. But yes, yeah. it's, it, like I said, I, the, one of the things I like the most about it is the, is the, the focus that it puts, um, especially those two weeks that it, that it allows you to put on on how you how you walk into your workplace and so um but yes definitely it's it's impacted me greatly you know it just reminded me when we were having this conversation about a time jim when we took a bunch of families on a domestic missions trip and one of the kids we took families with their kids because we said you know we do real life every day with our families they need to learn about being on mission just as much as the moms and dads and one of the things jim about halfway through the trip one of the kids said mom and dad i'm a missionary and that's the mentality switch that we need to have in our workplace that says i'm a missionary i am here on mission and really own that and see that as as a role that, that i mean it's part of who we are every day right so nick are you a married guy i am okay so if, and what's your wife's first name casey Casey. Okay, so if we were to call Casey right now and bring her onto the phone, which we could, we you know, what would how would she say that this marketplace missions trip has impacted you? What would Casey say? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of what we just talked about, and it just, um, just my my attitude. She's uh, not there with you at work. So what's she going to say about how you are you different at home? Oh sure. I mean, uh, my work workday is more enjoyable. I mean, I would think, and I would hope oh. to think that she would say that my attitude is different when I walk in the door, when I come home, and when I leave. It's just that it makes it more exciting. You got kids as well. I do. So, so do you think they noticed a difference in dad? I hope so. Um, I, I try to be very intentional about when I do come home about um, uh, leaving the work stuff at work, but it's neat to come home and actually tell them, you know, things that are going on right. from this mission trip. So. We're talking marketplace missions trips. That's right, Jim. So we have been talking with um, Mike Henry and Nick Hamilton and the organization called followerofone.org and this idea of a virtual mission trip going to your own workplace as though with a better perspective on it being your mission field. But going, I don't get why that's virtual. That Mike is Henry, virtual. Help me out. I don't get why it's virtual. Because they still are doing your work, honey. But it's honey. really a mission strip. It's not a virtual mission strip. It's, like, it's not like virtual reality. You're really doing it, right? <laughs> you should show up for work, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, Mike, I mean, help me out. So the only reason why we used virtual was just kind of because it's, that one of my even one of my missions pastors said, "Well, do you get together at the church at night?" I said, "No, there are going to be people from all over the planet on this thing. How are they going to get together at church?" Well, that is the so, church, right, Mike? Exactly. We have to change language, but it's we virtual. Have to, we have to grab it. it. Is. No, I, that's that's real. You're connecting on a phone call or a Zoom call. That's the church, yes. not the four right. walls church. We're talking about the body of Christ. Amen. That's what Jesus was talking about. But I, I love agree. my. I love, Mike, that you're helping your pastors to get that shift in their mind, too, because when you said that you have had pastors attending your virtual uh, mission trip, that is just huge. So I want to address one thing before we move on. And Nick was just talking about, you know, when he comes home, came home from work and sharing with his family how he was more intentional and saw this as his mission field, you know, the dream 
that Jim and I have is that someday we don't even need to be having this conversation. Right. That everybody, including our kids and the future generations, get that we are on mission in all that we do. So I think that coming home and sharing with the kids is really important. And then also sending them out in their mission field, a.k.a. school, a.k.a. work, whatever that may be, home for some people, um, to say that that is our mission field and that we're all going out every day in our neighborhood, um, wherever that may be, to be um, really on mission. So I just wanted to bring that up because I think that that's the key element there when you're coming home from these marketplace missions trips is to be um, sharing with our families how we all can be intentional every day. So, Mike Henry, as you take Follower of One to the next level of these marketplace mission, missions trips, how are you building community? How are you using Follower, Follower of One to build the church? Well, so there's there's a, a community website that's associated with Follower of One, so community.followerofone.org. And it's a place where I hope workplace believers will connect and help one another because we can organize by occupation or by industry or by geography there and help one another. A lot of times it's hard for uh, vocational ministers, pastors, and parachurch leaders and things like that to understand the difficulties of being an auditor or a welder or a salesperson who's trying to live their faith every day. And so, um, and so I hope that people, after they get done with the Marketplace mission trip, they're invited to join the community, and we can start sharing with one another and helping one another with ideas because I'm, you know, I'm not making this stuff up either. Everybody's doing it. We each have our own way where we make our light visible. You know, Jesus said, let your light shine in such a way that they might see your good works and glorify your father. This is, he's going to do it differently through each one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's good because we don't all, all want to look the same. Nick Hamilton, speaking of looking different, you're an, uh, an energy auditor for a pipeline company you spent you, you did this marketplace missions trip a couple of times already at your workplace. Talk to me about what you're seeing as different. What is what have you noticed? How have you been able to impact the culture once you started living out with intentionality the idea that your workplace really was your mission field? Yeah, I mean, I think the level of trust uh, that people have with me and just building that relationship with them, uh, my coworkers is one of the big things I've seen. Um, and just that, you know, the conversations haven't gotten extremely deep yet into, you know, share me, share the gospel with me, but they, they definitely have, um, you can definitely see that the trust there start to develop and that they, they feel like there's things that they can talk to me about. So my, my hope is that, that, that I'm, they can see, you know, a light shining through me somehow. Um, and so that I can glorify God in, in the way that I, that I do represent myself. So, now, Nick, Mike mentioned that every evening during the Marketplace Missions trip that the team gathers together on a conference call. Was that video or is that just audio? It's audio. Okay. Uh, how, how was how did that impact you? That get together, that nightly get together. Yeah, I mean, it's in, it's energizing to be able to hear, especially people that I've never met before, to get to hear their stories and things that they that they've shared. Um, you know, they share with us or things that have happened to them during that day in a way that they've they've handled certain uh, maybe even conflicts. And then because they were on this, you know, mission trip with this focus, um, they handled the conflict differently than they maybe would have on a, uh, I'll call it a normal day. But um, so just hearing those ideas and those stories is, is, is very energizing for when 
you begin to walk, you know, prepare yourself for the next day. Do you remember any specific stories that stick in your mind? Yeah, I heard a story of a lady that had had a conflict with a coworker. Um, and just in the way that she handled that conflict, because she knew she was on mission, uh, or, you know, because she was focused on this mission trip, um, she handled it differently. And, and she was, I believe she inter- was able to interact with that, that coworker later in the day. And I, I think that conversation even came up that, you know, I appreciate the way that you handled the situation that we dealt with this morning. And so just hearing things like that, um, again, energizing and then to be able to, to be able to experience that. So. Excellent. So are you going to go on another one or invite other people to, to attend with you? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, are you signed up already for the April 22nd one, Nick? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Everybody signs up at the last minute, Jim. <laughs> no pressure, Nick, really. We're just live on the air. So I am a, I am a logistics person, so one of the – or the detail person. So what I want to understand is, is April 22nd, the day it starts, the new Marketplace Missions trip – um, that's sponsored by follower of one.org. Is that the day that they get their first prep email? That's correct. Okay. So that's really the launch of it. So we, we still have some time for people as they are intrigued by this idea, which I, I find fascinating that it's just an opportunity to help shift our thinking and look at our workplace differently. Um, people can join the Marketplace Missions trip that we were talking about. Um, is there any cost to them? Do they need no to do cost. any fundraising? No cost, no fundraising. <laughs> no, well, here's, a I no got an, fundraising missions trip. I got an idea, Mike. Mike Henry, yeah. I got an idea. Uh-oh, brace yourself. We can, they can do fundraising to go on this missions trip, and the fundraising can go to support Follower of One, and I work for him. <laughs> there you go. That's, I think that, exactly. would be a gr- that would be a great idea. All right, Mike Henry, open mic to you. Uh, that's kind open of funny. Mike. Open mic to Mike. What do you want our listeners to hear as we close out the show about Follower of One and the next Marketplace Missions trip on April 22nd? Well, um, I, I want them to hear that, that God intends to use us and to, and to let us experience the eternal life he's given us already. He wants us to experience that now when we join him in our workplace. This is an opportunity for us to you know, be part of this community of believers we're going to start living more intentionally and making a difference in our every day. For me, this is all part of this goal I've had for a long time. I just want to be a full-time minister. I just never was able to quit my job and go to work for a church. So this is full-time ministry for the rest That's of us. That's right. Well, I mean, but it is. It's full-time ministry. It's just that we were, we, we all were growing up with this understanding that Real ministry happens in the four walls of the church or on some foreign yeah. mission field, but real ministry happens every day in our workplaces, doesn't it, Nick Hamilton? That's right. That's absolutely what do you, right. What do you want people to hear from you about why they should sign up for the April 22nd Marketplace Mission Strip from followerofone.org? Yeah, I just, I mean, again, back to the um, just your attitude and the way that you walk in and then you leave the place. I think that's what, to me, is the biggest thing. Um and just how you were able to connect with people and, um, you know, show them 
hopefully glorify God in all that you're doing. So, mm-hmm. You know, I think about the newsletters that we get from our friends that are overseas and the fact that they share a slow and steady progress of relationships they're building, building into lives intentionally, whether it's in the workplace or inviting them into their home in the evenings, whatever it may be, and using that same model right here where we get paid to go to work every day and can love on people, prayer, care, share. You, you what, mean Jim? this is a this is a mission trip where you get paid to go? You don't even have to fundraise. Mike Henry, you may have changed the world. Right there. That <laughs> uh, wasn't me. <laughs> okay, we'll give God the credit, but right, what but really, a great so talking, idea. See, there's something. You're missing one advertising point. Get paid right. to go on your next get mission trip. Get paid to trip, go on a mission trip. That's which right. Is, no, which is why they should fun, then fundraise for follow up on an I work in a good, comfy That's right. bed. That's right. Get paid to go That's on your right. next mission trip. Sleep in your own bed. Oh, no, sleep in a comfortable <laughs> bed. That's what it'll do. Yeah. All right, That's Mike right, Henry. Yeah. Mike Henry, follower of one, Nick Hamilton, thank you guys so much for sharing your story today about Marketplace Missions Trips. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Make sure you check out Mike Henry, follower of one.org, for the next missions trip launching on April 22nd, Marketplace Missions Trip. Hit the tab on follower of one.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.